Shine Pinchers. Welcome back to another episode of Just a Quick Pinch. I'm your host, Connie Wang. I wanted to start off by asking you this. So do you ever feel like you feel extra reactive or like more easily frustrated and annoyed to little things that normally wouldn't bother you? Or do you ever feel anxious or overwhelmed and even discouraged by how little control you actually feel and you feel like no matter how hard you try, you're just afraid it's not going to work out? So there is something that the top most successful people in all of their industries have mastered and it's not something that's taught in schools, okay? It's not their craft and what they do. It's not what they eat or how early they work out in the morning. The thing that the most successful people have mastered is honestly just knowing where to direct their focus, their time, and their energy. And I can promise you it's not on the things that they can't control. But this is something that most people aren't really willing to change about their lives. And the thing is, no one tells you this, but studying and working in healthcare can be so frustrating sometimes because it feels like you take on like all this extra responsibility and burden to own and deal with things that are totally out of your control compared to like other types of jobs. Because sometimes it feels like we're trying to like play God and heal people and save the world when really we are just people that know things and are doing our best to try to help other people. And this can just be really frustrating and overwhelming and discouraging. I'm talking about little things like whether or not your patient like takes their medications or whether or not they follow through with the treatment plan that you recommended or sometimes whether or not their body responds to the things that you do, their genetics, how they feel about their treatment and seeing you. A lot of times the things that you can do and the ways that you can show up just sometimes feel so greatly impacted by so many things that you can't control. I get it. And I think of my day and it's like, okay, I can't control if let's say like an accident happens on my way to work and now I'm rushing and coming extra stressed. I can't control if my patient had a fight with their spouse that morning and they're extra on edge. I can't control if this causes my assistant to also have a stressful morning um, and have to navigate that stress with the patient. And that's all before I've even touched the patient and started my job, right? Basically, the list goes on and on. And the thing is, the tricky thing with these little things that we can't control is that they really add up if we love them, right? So remember earlier when I asked you, like, do you ever feel frustrated and like annoyed by these little things that normally wouldn't bother you? The problem is not necessarily that these little uncontrollable things exist, but it's that we allow them to penetrate our bubble and, and affect us. Some days I allow myself to feel so angry and helpless, and you want to know why? All because of someone's tongue. I wish I was kidding, but the tongue and the saliva and the cheek and the bleeding, these are all like the bane of every dentist's existence. Don't get me wrong, there's ways to navigate this and there's things that you can do, but any dentist that says that they've never been humbled by the tongue is lying to you, okay? And it's sometimes a thing that causes just a cascade in the rest of my day of feeling frustrated and annoyed. Um, let's say like the patient and the hygienist are now waiting for you to go into their room, the front desk waiting with a patient on the phone for you. Like the list goes on and on. And the thing is, you could become frustrated and jaded by this all. I totally get how that happens. But I think a really good habit to build early on and something not enough people focus on is discerning what are the things that you can control and what are the things you cannot and knowing where to direct your focus and how to disempower the things that you can't control. This is what the really successful top people out there have mastered and continue to do well, okay? Because the problem is that in the beginning, when you're a beginner at something, think back to any time you started something or were new at something, 
The biggest problem is that it's so hard to know what to focus on because everything feels important, right? And you only have so much time and energy in the day. That's the hardest part of being a beginner is sometimes you just lack the perspective to know what is a big deal and worth worrying about and what is not. So you tend to spend so much of your limited time and energy harping on little things that don't make a big difference and underestimating the big things that do. And this is what burns you out because you feel exhausted, because you spend all your time and energy on things that don't move the needle, and you miss out on the things that do. I remember second year of dental school, I felt so stressed because I had a million lab projects and assignments and tests, and it only got better once I started asking my upperclassmen friends that had already been through this all, like, okay, is this assignment something I should stress about? What is the importance of this project? And like, how much time and energy should I be spending on this? Career aside, it just takes so much discipline and intention now because honestly, like us humans have not been built for the modern world currently. It is just so easy to be distracted by the million notifications that we have and distracted by all the relationships we have now because our internet and like our larger communities, we're in contact with more people than ever, right? And it's so easy to be distracted by how now it's easier than ever in human history to be unhappy and unhealthy. So today's episode is all about how to focus and pour into the things you can control and remove the power from the things you can't control so that you can stop being so easily frustrated and discouraged and overwhelmed by things that are honestly fruitless to worry about. So the first thing we have to do is get back to the basics. And this is something that I think most people aren't going to do. And by you doing this, this is how you can get that competitive edge and be one of those successful people out there that have mastered this art of focus, right? And this is establishing a personal brand value statement. So basically companies do this to help everyone on the team just understand at the end of the day, okay, how are we going to approach our challenges and what are we going to consider our wins? So doesn't it make so much sense that it's so important to have our own personal brand values and have a sense of what that is to give us like a compass of how to direct our day? So basically to do this, think about what are five things you stand for that can dictate how you run your day. So like I said, these are things that will be your compass when you're facing challenges. So who do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be when you're in the face of challenge, when your patient is yelling at you and the front desk needs a thousand things from you and someone else on the team needs you? What kind of things will be your compass when you're looking at your wins too? Like what qualities would you be so proud to have and what make something constitute as a win for you. One of my brand values, for example, is just being refreshing. So for example, I never want my patient or you listening to think that I'm just like phoning it in and copy and pasting what other people have done before me. And how I know I've done my job right is if you walk away from an episode thinking, I never thought about this like this before. Or for my patient to think, I never thought about my tooth like this before. So basically, once you have these five or so brand values to dictate your day, now let's do an inventory on how you spend your time, okay? Let's look at your day and let's think, are you spending your time doing things that don't really align with the values that you chose? This is when it's important to eliminate those. So for example, if one of your values is to be present or be a good listener, think about how often you're on the phone or distracted when you're eating dinner with someone or how often you're numbing yourself with your screens. Or if you spend your day talking more than you listen and you want to be a good listener, which, hint, most of us do this. This is actually one of my current biggest goals is to talk less and to listen more. Um, But is there anything you can do in your day to cut this out? And basically by doing all this, by looking through your day and eliminating 
the things that you're spending your time on that don't align with your brand values, this will give yourself more time and more energy to pursue things that do align with your brand values. You may be saying like, Connie, okay, I need to decompress after a long day with scrolling on my phone and I get it. Believe me, I should not be giving out this advice because this is something that I really struggle with. But I was chatting with Jimmy last night and I really want to be more accountable about this. Like, yes, five minutes, 10 minutes after work can be therapeutic, but the benefits of scrolling on my phone just plateau when it's been an hour and then all of a sudden it's late and it's dark out and I can't enjoy making the dinner the, the way that I want, you know? So now let's look at identifying the things that we can't control and the things we can control because having this clarity and identifying this is probably one of the most important parts of anything I'm going to say today, right? Sometimes there are things that we think we can't control, but when you think about it, we actually do have some form of ownership in the control over it. So our perception of what we can and can't control just has to be evaluated constantly. So for example, yes, you cannot control if your patient doesn't take their medications and doesn't follow with the treatment plan that you give them, right? But did you get upset after because of that specific situation? Chances are, if you got upset, it's because you felt frustrated with their actions because it doesn't align with what you would have done in their shoes. And maybe even you've decided subconsciously that that means that you're not a good doctor or pharmacist or dentist or whatever you are, right? So the next time that that happens, now think about what if you don't let yourself get there? What if you don't let yourself feel the frustration and don't internalize it and make it about you and just accept and let go that this is something that you cannot control? Sure, next time maybe you can try to be more convincing and try to communicate better to the patient. Like, I'm not saying that there are things that you can't work on, but I'm saying that it's important to recognize that our interpretation of the situation dictates its importance. It's not actually what happens, it's our interpretation of it. So now let's look at the things that we can't eliminate, okay? I'm talking about work and school, spending time with loved ones, working on hobbies or projects and self-care. What are the ways that you can better exemplify your brand values and just show up as your brand values in every single day? All of this information is really helpful because, like I said, it gives us a roadmap of no matter where we go, what happens, this is how we're going to show up. This is like our compass. Essentially, this helps us narrow down what to focus on. And this can help us with identifying what we can control and what we must be willing to control. And then everything else falls under the bucket of what we can't control and what we must be willing to let go. Meaning we can't control someone's behavior. We can't control how someone feels walking into our offices. We can't control complications that happen and we can't control bad reviews. But we can control how we react when these things happen, right? How do we not allow these shitty things to shake us? And how do we not internalize and interpret these things as being about us, right? Because again, it's not about us. It's not a reflection of you. When you read these bad reviews, they usually say more about the person that's writing them than the actual institution itself. These are all things to keep in mind, but in the split second, it is so easy to become emotional and reactive and react to this thing that we can't control because it just, it feels like a threat to you and it feels like something that is important for your brain to pick up on because your brain is just trying to survive. It's just trying to identify the danger. And these are things that while we can't control them, our brain might interpret them as danger, right? So the second thing that will get you ahead and the thing that most people aren't willing to do 
I know a lot of people talk about this, but I had to get into it, is eliminate distractions, okay? You may think that there are so many things you can't control, but let me tell you, your attention and where your focus is going is something that you can control and you must control if you want to succeed. But you may not even realize like how important it is. So think about how simple and efficient life gets when you're in the face of danger, right? Let's say you run into a bear in the woods. All of a sudden, you won't be thinking about like the vibe of the email you got today and how to tell your friend that you can't make it to dinner. So in order to get ahead and be successful, you have to be decisive and efficient with your time and energy. And in order to do that, you have to know what to focus on and eliminate all distractions for everything else. So for example, I have silenced my text messages on my laptop so that when I'm working on the podcast and stuff, I'm not distracted. Um, I also tend to put my phone on do not disturb a lot. So Another example is when you're at work or school, it's important to strategize time either in the beginning or your lunch break or end of the day to get tasks done. Because for me, a little personal anecdote is our lead assistant, Nicole, writes down like a weekly list of notes that we didn't sign or complete. It's honestly super helpful. But at one point, I had this pile like piling up in the corner of my desk and I just didn't want to touch it. I always joke that like my current like mental state of my state of mental health is dictated by how many papers I have in that corner (laughs) of notes I have to do and so so previously I would try to start working on this pile but then I would end up inevitably getting pulled aside to do random things I would get distracted by like other pressing tasks um, checking exams and so what worked best for me was deciding one day I'm like okay I decided I'm gonna finish my lunch early and set aside time to work on these tasks that have to get done because I just know myself it's so hard for me to get to work earlier it's so hard for me to get to work that early like during the day but it's also hard for me to stay motivated to stay later at the end of the day so by finishing my lunch early or even taking a late lunch too that's the best option for me to get things done and distractions can be a number of things besides like social media and emails and stuff, think about the people that you talk to. Do you ever get in a really bad mood or feel bad or discouraged after talking to someone? This means sometimes you have to set better boundaries with people that aren't the best for you so that they can be less of a distraction. Like sometimes we think of distractions being like silly, fun things, like happy things, like hobbies, but turns out a lot of distractions can be toxic people that hold you back or make you or put you into a little funk. Even if it's just for five minutes in the day, that's still a distraction from doing what you want to do and staying focused on the mission. This can also be as simple as just not having like an organized house. So getting ready in the morning just takes so much time because you have to find your clothes for the day because they're not set out. And you're scrambling to pack a lunch because you didn't plan the night before. Distractions are bound to pop up basically is what I'm saying, but they're so much more manageable by focusing and planning ahead of time. Speaking of managing our time, I think largely a lot of gaining more control in our day starts with this third thing, which is what we do before and after the workday starts, which means basically when you're at home. So what I'm saying is when you're at home, how you treat yourself then is what dictates how you show up at work. And so one thing that helps you maintain a huge sense of control is, I know everyone says this, but I'm hoping that, you know, I always say this on the show, it takes seven times for someone to hear something and understand it. I'm hoping maybe this is the seventh time that you're hearing it, is it is so important to bookend your day, like the beginning and the end of the day with habits that make you happy. Not necessarily things that are good for you that you don't want to do. I'm not saying make it harder for yourself, like, It doesn't have to be wake up at 5 a.m. to work out if you don't like it. But it's important to establish with yourself that sense of trust that like, okay, no matter how shitty the day is, no matter if this procedure turns out well or not, I know that I can rely on myself to take good care of myself at night when I get home. 
And these are things like cooking a meal that you enjoy or like skincare, hot showers, reading, spending time with your loved one, walking the dog, having a cozy beverage and lighting a candle, watching a certain show or type of video or listening to a certain type of podcast. I have a podcast in mind for you guys. Just a quick pinch. We have been told that we are a comfort podcast for some of you guys, which is like my biggest goal and compliment ever. So thank you. So yeah, think about maybe throwing on a podcast, throwing on just a quick pinch while you're cooking or um, before you're going to bed to help bookend your day in a good way. So by starting and ending your day in a consistent manner, you just build trust with yourself. And this is what self-confidence is, is knowing that no matter what comes your way, that you're going to be okay. And you're going to be able to navigate anything that comes your way consistently and predictably. So let's summarize. In order to get ahead of the pack, we have to do what others aren't willing to do, which is focusing our time and energy and tension on what we can control and letting go of the things we can't, not giving into our primal instincts to get emotional about it and to feel reactive about it. That means not making it about us and internalizing when things happen. That means creating your list of brand values and evaluating how you're spending your day and seeing if it lines up with those values. This means eliminating distractions for things that are pulling away our focus, maybe setting better boundaries with people in our life that actually are toxic for us. And this means creating a routine and bookending your day with habits that support you and help you feel anchored during times of like stress and uncertainty. And ultimately, it means taking accountability for the role that you and your perception have in your day-to-day. It's this willingness to take accountability and enact change and do the hard stuff that other people don't want to do or don't want to think about doing that will set you apart and get you ahead. So anyways, that is all I have for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoy this and I hope this is some good food for thought, whether you're driving to work or taking a shower right now or cooking. I hope that you give this a thought. Think about the last time you got really emotional and reactive about something that was out of your control and think about how much better it would have been if you had focused on the things that you could control and let that little thing that you couldn't control go. I promise you that you'll see big changes if you start to do this. And I promise you that this is really what top people do to get ahead. It's not that they know secret tips. It's not that they wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning to work out. It's that they simply know their time and energy is limited and they know where to direct it and what to focus on in the day to day. So anyways, like I said, if you enjoyed, please leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I would love it. It would totally make my day if you guys could write a new review. Like you guys know, I read these to Jimmy at bedtime. So leave a review rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and I'll see you guys on Friday for Chief Complaints. Bye!